Okay. Dafyud base. Mesachas Megillah, we are up to Omar Rava, the very second line from the top of the Amud on Yud Bey's Amud Aleph. Just to remind ourselves, we are going through the mistaken calculations that were made by Belshazzar and Achashverosh as how to determine the 70 years of Golos prophesied by Yermia. Belshazzar made his own calculation. He thought that this, the prophecy is not going to come to fruition. He threw a party. And he died that night. Achashverosh decided that he knew what Belshazzar's mistake was. He had his own calculation. And as we're going to see, and a big focus of today's Omar Aleph is on the party that Achashverosh made to celebrate the, what he thought was the reality of Klal Yisrael remaining his subjects forever and ever. Because the 70-year prophecy is, uh, is not coming to fruition. And now the Gemara is going to tell us that the 70-year prophecy, even Daniel, who was from the last of the prophets, he himself made a mistake as to the 70-year calculation. Now we may ask, we're about to explain what the mistake was, but we may ask, come on, Daniel, such a tzaddik, such a navi, how could he make a mistake? So the, the truth is that we just came across this in last week's parsha. Vayechi Yaakov Avinu wants to reveal the kates. He wants to reveal the end of times, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu hid it. Right now, there's it, there's different things to discuss. What does it mean? He hid the kates. Ultimately, Yaakov Avinu taught us how to bring about the kates. He taught the shvatim what their strengths are and what musr they need to take in order to ultimately bring Mashiach. But the time of Mashiach to ultimately come was taken away from Yaakov. This was also taken away from Daniel. Hashem purposely did not want members of Klal Yisrael or anybody in humanity to ultimately know when the 70 years are up. You know why? Because if we know when the 70 years are up, we're not going to do tshuva to, bring a, to, to end the second Golos. If we knew right now that Mashiach is coming automatically in three years, we're not going to do whatever we can today to bring Mashiach. So part of the Golos ending was yes, there was a 70-year um, uh, prophecy. However, exactly when it is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu really, it, it was not meant for any human being to fully know that, because that would have been very detrimental. Let's get going. Amar Rav. Rav says, Even Daniel made a mistake with his cheshmer, with his calculation. In the first year of his reign, Ani Daniel, Binaisi Bisfarim, I Daniel, I, I tried to figure out the exact calculation. From the fact that he says he wanted to figure it out with his bina, with his intuition, with his thought. You can infer that he originally thought something, but ultimately even his calculation was mistaken. Now the Gemara says, I'm just going to ask a, a contradiction in Psukim, because Ksiv, it says, it says when the 70 years are up for the completion of Babel, now it seems... Once Babel came to power, 70 years later is when the Geula is going to happen, when that Golos is going to end. However, Uksiv, the Pasuk also says, from the destruction of Yerushalayim. Okay, so, so uh, this took place 18 years after Babel uh, came into, uh, Malchus Babel came in, and the Gemara is saying, so the Maise, how do we reconcile these Pesukim? That's only letting us know the Fkid of Amal, letting us know when Akadish Baruch is going to begin to remember his nation. So says Rabbi Nishalayl, Kairish Melech Paras, Kairash, 
the king of Persia. All the kings and the kingdoms of the land. Hashem, the God of the heavens, has given to me. Hashem has chosen me, remembered me. And um, in order to build his house in Yerushalayim. Now let's explain who was Kairish and why is he making this statement. Darash of Nachman Bar of Chista, of Nachman Bar of Chista gave a drasha. My Dixiv, what's from the Pasuk which says, Kayamar Hashem Lemshichai? Hashem said to the anointed one, Lekairesh Asher Hechazakti, to Kairesh Biyaminai, to Kairesh who I have strengthened with my right hand. What does that mean? Vichi Kairesh Mashiach Haya. Is Kairesh, was Kairesh Mashiach, that Hashem appointed him to be the Mashiach? Is that literally what it means? If you look at the words of the Pasuk, it says, Kayamar Hashem Lemshichai. Kairesh was Mashiach. No. Avadinat. So what does it mean? Ella, rather, I'm like, Kadesh Baruch Hu Mashiach. I have a taina, I have a claim against Kairish. Why? Listen to this. Such a beautiful message. Aniamarti, I said to Kairish, who he's gonna build my house and end the Galos. What did Kairish say? Me Bachem, who amongst you be Kolamai from all his nation by Ya'al? Whoever wants to go up and rebuild the base of Mikdash can go up, period. Yehidus. Hashem told Kairish, go rebuild Yerushalayim. And Kairish thinks he's a tzaddik. Why? Because what does he say? I told the Yidim, they can go up. What was the difference? What was his mistake? Hashem told Kairish, get involved. You should build it. And what did Kairish do? He said, no, no, no. I'm just going to facilitate it. He said, oh, look what a tzaddik I am. I allowed them, whoever wants, go up and build the base of Mikdash. I'm allowing you to go do so. And this was a taina against them. And this is such an important message. Because one of, the, one, one of the difficulties that we have in life, now that we don't have prophets, is to know how fully invested should we be in something. Is this something that needs me to completely follow it through? Or is this something that I, you know, my achrayas, my responsibility over here is merely to facilitate it and make sure that there's others in place to get it done. And this is something that's very hard, right? It's, it's, it's a difficult balance. But Lamaisus, the food for thought that we need to think about and notice is that Kairish is held accountable. Yes, he allowed the Yubei Samikdash to be rebuilt. He thinks he's a great guy for doing that, but there was a big mistake on his part. Lamaisa, he's accountable. And no, you should not have just been a facilitator. He should have been the ultimate doer. Let's keep going weiter through the Psukim in the Megillah. Mamish, fascinating stuff. Let's go. The Chayolim, the soldiers of Parasim, the noblemen, the kings of Madai and Paras. When it comes to the soldiers, it says, um, it says, Parasu Madai, the noblemen, and then it says, the kings of Madai and Paras. Why first do we talk about them as noblemen? And afterwards, we're referring to the kings. What's the pshat? He says, listen to why. He said, I'll tell you why. Because the, the, the Paras and Madai, these two nations, the Persians and the Medes, made an agreement between them. And this is what they agreed upon. If we get the kingship, you guys are going to be the leaders in government. You'll be the members of the cabinet, the noblemen. And vice versa. Yeah, it's interesting. You've kind of, you kind of, we don't have that in the 
American uh, statutes, but in Eretz Yisrael, uh, sometimes in order to create a government, we're not, it's not so far off, you know, we're, we're in this right now, but this really applies to many governments that they're able to pull together the, in, the, in their type of Knesset, the parliament, is that they make agreements. If, you know, in order for a prime minister to pull together a cabinet, he gives, uh, you know, various positions to others in the, what would have been the opposition in order to bring them on board. So this was the agreement that Madai and Paras had. Therefore, we have an answer. Sometimes it's the nobleman, sometimes it's the king, because this was the agreement. displayed the wealth and the glory of his kingdom. Achashverosh wore the Kayan Gadol's garments at this party. It says here, Yikar Teferes Gedulasai. Yikar, the splendor. Teferes, the glory, Gedulasai of his greatness. Uksiv Hasam, Lechavril Sepharis. The Gadol had to dress the Kavadil Sepharis. So they used the same words for Achashverosh. You learn from here that Achashverosh, Mamish, walked around his party wearing the Big Day Kahuna. And when these days were full. Okay? What does it mean these days were full? What days were full? So, um, Rav Ushmuel. Rav and Shmuel have a machloikas here. Now, they're both going to agree that there actually were two parties that took place, but they're going to have a machloikas over how Ahasuerus uh, created his, uh, the, the feast. Here we go. One, we don't know, Rabbi Shmuel, one says that Akashverosh was a, actually a very, very smart and clever king. He had finesse. He knew exactly what he was doing. The other man, the Amarel, he was a tippish. He was a fool. He was just a follower. He didn't really have any sort of zikh. He didn't have any, any, uh, any smarts to live on his own. This is really an ongoing machlekes. It's, it's very unclear how to fully understand and Now, why would we think that he was smart for doing what he did? Shapir of it, he did the right thing. The What he did first is he made a king for those, he made a feast for those who were further away from Shushan. Okay? Why? Why is it important first to make a party for the out of towners? Because your local people, call Amas the boy, if you ever run into a problem with somebody in your own city, it's much easier to calm them down. All right? So therefore, what's most important? Get, bring in the outliers. Bring in the out-of-towners. Make them happy. Give them the party first. And afterwards, you'll make a party for Shushan. It was actually very smart what he did. And the man says that what he did was foolish. He says, no. He should have made a party first for Shushan before the out-of-towners. Why? So fascinating. If the Shushan, if, if the, if the out-of-towners would rebel against him, at least you have the people around you standing up for you. The people of Shushan would have stood up for him. And this is such a beautiful and interesting machlekes between Rabu and Shmuel, because I could say personally, this is a, a struggle and a balance that we need to deal with, I need to deal with on a daily basis, right? And... and how much we put into things that are outside of our homes or even outside of our communities when people come reaching out and how much, um, how much do, you, do you keep inside? And you take care of your home first, take care of your community, right? And it's a, it's a fascinating balance that each of us need to have. And I don't know if necessarily one's right and one's wrong. Rob and Shmuel are, are each arguing and giving two, it seems to me, legitimate approaches. 
that we need to think about and contemplate when deciding our priorities that are clo- that are closest to us. In order to keep what's closest to you, sometimes you also need to be willing to to go out there. You know, uh, just just uh, as as a quick example, family first, our homes come first, right? So, does that mean that a person should never go to work? In order, you want to go out to work. Your family also needs you to go out to work in order to protect them and to sustain them, right? So sometimes by going outside the home, you're actually helping solidify what's closer to you. So it's, a, it's really a, a fascinating juggle that many of us need to have. Shalom to me, the Shimon, the Tamidim asked, Reb Shimon bar Yoichai, why was B'nai Yisrael, that generation, why were they deserving of being destroyed, right? There was a terrible decree against us. What led to it? Omar Lem Shabbat said, I'm not answering you. I want you to give an answer. Don't ask me a question. Don't ask. You, give, you know the answer. Give your own answer. Omrulai, the Talmudim said, the nation enemies does this. Because they got pleasure. Interesting. It doesn't say because they attended. It's, sometimes you need to attend these things. But it's because they received pleasure from attending Achashverish's party. Says of Shimba Yechai, Imkain, Shebeshushan Yehargu. It should have only been decreed against the people of Shushan because they were the ones who all of them, you know, at least most of them took place in the party. But people didn't travel from across the world. The even across the world didn't travel to this party. So that can't be the reason why there was decreed across the entire globe that Jews should be, that Jews should be wiped out. We're not going to punish the entire Jewish nation because of the Shushanites. Amrullah, Yamaratas, the Tamidim said, okay, Rabbi, you don't like our answer? Give us your answer. Omar Lehem, Shebarechai says, because they bowed down to Abaydazara. Rashi tells us by the story of Nebuchadnezzar. Omrulai, they said to him, um, should there be any sort of Maswe Ponim, meaning, why then, we, why then were we saved? If, if we were paskined upon to die because of Abaydazara, Abaydazara is Chiv Misa. So, according to your Pshat Rebbe, why are we saved in the end? Omar Lehem says, 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 What a beautiful Zach. They only did in Avera on the outside, meaning when they bowed down to the Avedazara. They just did it to save their own hide. They weren't really worshipping Avedazara. It was an outward thing. It was Chitzanius. Their Pneumius was not an Avedazara to Kazakh. So, Afa Kodesh Baruch Hu, so to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Layoslam Imam Elifnim, Bahainu Dechsev Kiloi Anumili. By beautiful, therefore Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "You bow down outwardly, but inwardly you serve me." Let me tell you something. I'm going to make bring a decree in the world that only you're only going to be wiped out. It looks like it, but ultimately you're going to be saved, because in the Panemius on the inside, you never worshipped Avay Dezara. So in reality, which is our Panemius, you're not ultimately going to be killed. Which is such a beautiful, another beautiful idea. The Mishnah in Perkei tells us that every action that we do, uh, if it's a negative action, it creates a prosecutor against us in Shemayim. If it's a positive action, it creates a defender for us in Shemayim. The Chavetz Chaim says that each prosecutor and each defendant looks different. If I do an Avera with a conscience, I feel bad that I have to do this Avera. Or afterwards, I did the Avera, I'm like, ugh. I didn't need to do that. Why did I do that? 
there's going to be a prosecutor if we don't do tshuva, but it's going to be a shvacha prosecutor because I wasn't into my aver. And when it comes to a defender, if I do a mitzvah with kavana, ah, this gishmak, we're going to get a robust defender. If we do a mitzvah, ah, I got to do it, it's going to shvacha defender, right? Such a beautiful concept in the Chavetz Chaim letting us know that it's not only about the action, it's about what went into the action. Was I fully present in the mitzvah, or was I fully present in the Avera? Zok the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Klai Yisrael wasn't fully present in their Avera to Nebuchadnezzar, therefore, they're not really going to be wiped out. It's just going to look like it. Bachatzar Ginas Bisan HaMelech. It says in the Megillah, the party took place in the garden of the king's palace. Rabu Shmuel, Rabu Shmuel argue. They say, you know what? It was like box seats, bleachers, upper deck, right? He says that those who were worthy of being in the chotzer were brought to the chotzer. Those who were worthy of being in the garden were in the garden. Those who were the being in the palace were in the palace. Another one says, no. He says, no. It was not first class, second class, third class. It wasn't like you got better seats, worse seats at the party because then, right? then people are going to feel bad. You don't want to invite people to a party. You ever uh, go to Hasna uh, with your kids and they have a kid's table? The kids don't want to sit at that table. Right? The adults want to sit at the kid's table because they get the Franks and Blanks. Yeah, they get the good food. Right? So we all want to sit at the kid's table. The kids, though, no, they want to sit at the adult table. <laughs> kid's table. <laughs> I'm not a kid. I'm already nine. You know what I mean? Ich bin Right? So... Mother Mandi Omar says, no, no Ahasuerus is not going to make a party where there's different classes. People are going to be insulted. So rather, what happened? First, he started the party out in the courtyard, and there wasn't any room. So now there's an overflow crowd. Begin of Zikon. He moved them to the, they extended it to the garden. They couldn't hold them. And Shachniz on the base on the base on Until ultimately, they made their way into the palace, and this was able to hold everybody who came to the party. We learned in the Brayshah, he sat them in the courtyard. And he opened up to openings, Echad the Gina, Echad the Bison, which means that the, the courtyard was like the, was the central part of the affair. That's where everything was. And then in order to, to when, when everybody wanted to expand and walk, walk around, they're able to walk into the garden or into the palace. Okay, so those are the different opinions as, as to how to explain Bachat Sarginas, Bisan, Hamelech, right? Okay. Gvaldi. What, what was put out? What did it look like at this party? Says the Megillah, Chor, Karpas, Utcheles. There was Chor, Karpas, and Tcheles. Says the Gemara, My Chor. What is Chor? Rav Omar, Chari, Chari. It was a very fine fabric. Ushmo Omar, Milas, Levona. It was white wool. Hitzia, Lahem. That was spread out for them to sit on lechora karpas. What's karpas? I'm Rabbi Rabbi Barchanina. Karim shall patsin. Karpas doesn't mean the karpas we have at the seder, right? But karpas, interestingly, means it's an acronym of karim shall patsin pillows that were made out of fine wool. Okay, I. What's the what's the shaila? What's the shaila? At the Pesach Seder, we eat karpas. What's karpas? That's like the mortar, right? Um, no, not the mortar. That's that's um, uh, the. I'm sorry. The 
the the potato or the celery, you know, are different than hugging, right? So uh, you dip uh, you dip it in. Why? So that rep- represents the work, the difficult work. So if karpas is referring to comfortable cushions, isn't that the exact opposite of the karpas that we have at the Pesach Seder? To which the answer is, it's taka both. And this is really what we're mentioning at the Pesach Seder. At the Pesach Seder, I don't know why I, I switched it with Haraisis, but at the Pesach Seder, we take the karpas, which is the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, we dip, we take the karpas, this poshita food, the potato, the celery, and we're dipping into salt water. And at the same time, we're sitting on comfortable pillows at the Pesach Seder, on karim shalpasim. We're sitting on a comfortable pillow, we're dipping the karpas in, and we're saying everything that exists from the most comfortable to the most difficult. Alts is the Rabbanishalim, everything's the Rabbanishalim. Okay. On silver and, and, uh, and marble pillars, there were mitais beds, zaha v'chesef, of silver and gold. Tani, we learned that of Raisa, the Budaimir of Yudah says, Harai l'chesef l'chesef. Here, right? He says, if you were a Rai for silver, you got silver. Rai l'zav l'zav. If you want, if you're a chashav enough to get gold, you got gold. Amalei Reb Nechemia, no. Reb Nechemia says, no. We're not going to give different people different things. Because what's going to happen? Imkain, if you do that, matil, atamatil kina besuda. You're going to cause jealousy. Oh, you got a gold bed. I got a silver bed. It's not fair. Okay. Ella, rather, heim shal kesef, ragleim shal Shot is, every bed was made out of, that they would lay on. Remember when they eat, they used to lean. They used to lay down. So all the chairs, the, the beds, whatever you want, the, the benches, they were made out of silver, but the legs of all them were gold. Hence, there's no contradiction. Okay, everything was silver and with golden legs. Bahat vashesh. On bahat and shesh. What is bahat and shesh? Omar of Asi, avonim, these are stones, shemis chaytetais al bahaleim, which are very rare. Okay? People run after these stones. They're very valuable, very expensive. What makes something physically expensive? When people want it, that's it. Doesn't mean it's actually chashub, but it's all about supply and demand. If there's less supply and a lot of demand, it's going to become, uh, going to become expensive. Nezer, um, stones of, of nezer, of glory, uh, were able to be gotten on his land. Okay, the Megillah continues. There was also at the party What does that mean? Rav Amar Dari Dari. Rav says there were there were um, rows and rows of these valuable stones. Amar Evan Taiva. He says no. There was one one very beautiful stone. Yesh That's out in the the deep oceans. Virada Shemai, and it's called a Vidara Shemai, and it's called a Dara. Hayshiva Beemtsa Suda Achashverosh got this big stone from the middle of the ocean. He put it out in the middle of the party. And even at nighttime, it would shine like it was the afternoon. Why is it called It's called Durar Lakol Balishhira. What is so listen to this is so interesting. He removed taxes. He made it duty free. Darvisecharis means as long as his party was going on. We know we learned on yesterday's daf that Achashverosh raised taxes very high. So people got a headache from him. They, he made everybody very poor. 
But during his party, there was everything was duty free. Okay. The hashka is of mikelim shaynim. Yeah, the drinks were served in golden cups, and the cups were from kelim shaynim. Literally, uh, we'll translate it now. I'm not going to say literally because shaynim, as we see, could also be mean again. Okay, but over here we'll understand to mean mikelim shaynim. They were different. Okay, says the Gemara mishunim miboyle. It should have said. They were Caleb Mishunim. That would have been the proper grammar. Amar Ravas, Ravas says no. The Megillah purposely uses this grammar of Shonim. Because Abasko came out and said, The earlier kings, your, your predecessor, was, was uh, killed because he took out the Caleb of the Beis HaMikdash. And you're doing the same thing again. You're foolishly making the same mistake. You're, you think you haven't figured out the 70 years. You're also wrong. The Yain, Malchus Rav, and there was a tremendous amount of wine. Um, uh, Malchus Rav doesn't only mean a lot, it also means old. So anybody, however old you were, you got wine that was older than you. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to be friends with all the 120-year-olds. Yeah, you got to sit next to them at the party, you get, you get better wine. The older the wine, the more aged the wine, the better it is. If somebody was 20 years old, they got wine that was at least 21. Somebody's 90 years old, they got wine that was at least 91. That was part of the, that was, that's part of the menu. Bashtia kados, ain't einis. My kados, listen to this. Kados, you ever heard in Eretz Yisrael, a from person is called dati. Dati. Yeah? Right, dati lu'umi. What does it mean the person is dati? They follow the laws. They follow halacha. So it says the, the, the drinking was kados. It was dati. It was kosher. My kados. What does it mean kados? Omar of Chana Mishum Rav Meir. Kados shal taira. The party went according to the laws of the taira. Ma dos shal taira achilim ru Just like in a taira dika party. There's always supposed to be more food than wine. That's how a Yid parties. A Yid does, doesn't go out to drink. A Yid goes, we eat. Whenever there's a Chiyav to, to have a Suda. Yeah, or a Suda's Mitzvah. You have food. You can also have a Lachaim. But that's also. There's more food than drink at a, at a Jewish event. So too, at a Suda of Achashverish, there was more food than drink, which was a Chiddush. Because usually when the Gleim go out and party, they're going to go to a bar where there's more alcohol than there is food. Sachashverosh made the vibes at the party, one, that it's going to be attractive to the Yidim. Now, keep in mind as we go through this, keep in mind, why is he making this party? To celebrate the end of the 70 years so that Bnei Yisrael are no longer going back to the Beis HaMikdash. That's what he's celebrating. And he's calling us in to party with him. And unfortunately, we still, fall for this type of thing. Because what did Achashverosh say? You know what he said? Baruch Hashem, now okay, now it's a long-term relationship. Let's go, no, machaymish together. 70 years are up, you're not going. It's not the end of the world, big deal. So I'll be your king, I'm a good guy. And we went to the party, like, okay, no, this is our new reality, like it's, a, like it's a zach. It became normal to us. That's the problem. It's not normal. 
He made a mistake in his 70 years. We didn't belong. And the party is telling us that we belong there now. And Klal Yisrael went to this party and it was done. How often do we go to things and create things that have nothing to do with the Rabbinah Shaila, but they sound kosher. It looks kosher and Mamela, we go for it. Ain Ainus. Ain Ainus means there's no force. Amar Abelazar, Malamish, Kalachar, Bechar, Ishko, Miyayan, Medinazai. Each and every person was given wine that he was familiar with. Yeah? As uh, Jackie Mason, Allah Basholom, right? Jackie Mason talks about all the fancy schmancy people who uh, eat the disgusting food, brie and all this, you know, blue cheese, you know, all this stuff. He says, uh, you, you eat it and you... <coughs> and what do they tell you? You have to develop a taste. Did you ever have to develop a taste for potato chips? No, because it's good, right? <laughs> so there's certain times I'm not interested in developing a taste right now. I don't like it. Finished. So he gave us wine. He gave us wine that we were familiar with. To do according to each man's will. To do according to the the rotsen of Mordechai and Haman. Mordechai dechsev ish Yehudi Haman ish tsar v'ayiv. As it says, ish tsar v'ayiv. So, so fascinating. You hear this? Mordechai, and this is such a difficult thing to understand. Uh, I shouldn't say to understand, but to fully take a message from. It's a very difficult thing. Kaisal didn't belong there. Mordechai told us not to go, but he acted as the Mashkiach. Mordechai was the Mashkiach. Apparently, apparently, there's a time where if you see that Yidin are doing certain things anyway, even as a leader, you have to bend somewhat and make sure that if they're going to do it, limit the damage. It's very interesting. You'd think he should be standing outside with a picket sign. Don't go. But interestingly, Mordechai agreed to be the mashkiach. He said, listen, nobody should be going. But now that you're there, I'm going to make sure it's not Yayanesach. I'm going to make sure you're not doing Avera. It's a fascinating, it's a, it's a, a fascinating limud. A little more that I would like to uh, think about, you know, in this. But throwing it out there, if anybody has any further ha'aras about it, it's fascinating. It's really, we, we didn't belong. There were Mordechai still willing to be the mashkiach. Very interesting. Vashti made a separate party for women. At least they had that, you know, that decency. They should have said the women's homes. Okay. Says the Gemara, don't think that Achashverosh and Vashti were big tzaddikim. They actually had a party for men and a party for women, but their goal was to have it close enough that there's going to be a lot of immoral, improper activity going on between the men and the women and this is what the saying on the street this is how it, this is what people say uh, he has he, um, he has bigger pumpkins and the wife has smaller pumpkins it, it goes Rashi explains it they both have melons and the, you know one looks bigger one looks smaller but ultimately they're both in this business together they both want the same thing top of them a days uh, it was on the seventh day and Achashverosh's heart was happy with wine was his heart not happy with wine until now he had a major party going on yeah what took so long 
Omar Rabba says, The seventh day was Shabbos. Listen to this. When Kleisrol eats and drinks, what do we do? We say, And we sing to Rabbi Yishalaylam. This is how a Yid eats and this is how a Yid drinks. If a Yid drinks and they don't all of a sudden start getting, not shouldn't say all of a sudden, but they don't start their getting involved in Ruchnius when they're a little high, that means they're drinking like a guy. They, they go meshuga, they get involved in immorality and they start using disgusting language and tiflis, low, lower things. They're lowered. The chaim is also a rasha. So too, Bachish Beresh's party. Halalu Ayim Meidayis Nois, Halalu Ayim Parsois Nois. What happened at Bachish party? There was an all-time achleikas. You know where the conversation went? Which women of which countries are more beautiful? Amar lehemach. That that was like the important conversation. Amar lehemach Bachish Kalish Ani Mishdamish Boy. Listen to how he refers to his wife. The vessel that I use. Hear this. This is how a guy treats his wife. Something that they use. My wife is not from Madai, Persia, or Kastin. You guys want to see what she looks like? They said, yeah. As long as she's not wearing any clothes. All right. So this is how Achashverosh is going to prove his wife, because this is how a guy treats his wife. As an object. The, the midah, the measure that a person does with others, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does back with them. Says the Gemara, first we're going to see who Vashti was. Vashti, what she would do when she was the queen, is take the Jewish girls, Strip them down. And have them walk around her palace doing work on Shabbos without any clothes on. And guess what just happened? It's Shabbos. Achashverosh calls his wife and he tells her, Come and you're not wearing anything. After this time, Achashverosh's anger passed down. Zacharias Vashti, he remembered Vashti, and that which she used to do. And ultimately, what was decreed against her? Achashverosh himself saw the Midah, connected Midah, of what his wife used to do and what ultimately led to her downfall. The same thing she would do to the Jewish girls, that led to her downfall. And Vashti says, No, I'm not coming. Michti, let's see. Pritzasahave. Vashti was a prutza. She used to love showing off. She used to love going out without clothes. So all of a sudden, she's becoming a bit tsunua, huh? All of a sudden. Her husband says, come, and she says, no. This, was, this is how they lived. This is who they were. They both had the same mindset. My time of Ayasoi. So why didn't Vashti agree to come? Amar of Yaisi Saras broke out on her body. All of a sudden, it's embarrassing. And we learned in a Mishnah, Gabriel came and gave her a tail. So what does Vashti say? 
I'm not coming. Okay. Now listen to this. So Ahasuerus gets angry at her refusal. Says the Gemara, why is he so angry? Why so angry? In other words, note the Gemara, it's a, it's a fascinating question. She had a tail. She had Saras. Wouldn't Ahasuerus also be embarrassed if she came like this? That's the question. Why is he getting angry? Omar Rava, Rava says, Shokhalei, Vashti sent to him the following message, Bar Ahur Yoya Da Abba, you are a stable boy of my father Belshazzar. Because remember, everybody agreed Ahasuerus didn't come from a royal family. Ahasuerus either bought his way in or he played his way in. But Vashti was the daughter of Belshazzar. So she's really the royalty and Ahasuerus really is a stable boy. Now what he's trying to do throughout his kingship is establish himself as the big kahuna. I'm the king, right? And what does Vashti say to him? You're a stable boy. Abba de la Kabbal Alpha Khamar Shasi the Rebbe, my father could drink, yeah, a thousand amount of, uh, the, the, the amount of wine of a thousand people and he wouldn't get drunk. You, Achashverosh, you drink a little bit of wine and you can't hold your alcohol. She's insulting him in two different ways. First of all, you're a stable boy. Second of all, control your alcohol. Stop sending me these ridiculous messages. His anger burnt inside of him. Listen to this. Fascinating. The question was, wouldn't Ahasuerus also want her to refuse under the circumstances? And the answer is, she didn't tell him. She went into crisis mode, which sometimes people do. And instead of properly sharing what's happening she just went on attack and sometimes we could do this within our own relationships we need to be fair we need to be fair to our spouse to our family to our, to our colleague whatever it is to share information that's important for them and only then can you expect them to understand what did she say she didn't say listen my dear husband i can't come i have a problem she could have sent back that message but instead, no. Because they didn't have a real relationship anyway. So she feels she's being attacked because she's not able to come and he wants her to come. So what does she send? You're a lowlife. And what happens? The king says to his advisors, Man chachomim. Who are the chachomim? Rabbonon. It's referring to the Rabbonon. Yedea ha'itim who understand the times, they know how to make a leap year and to establish the months, to establish Rosh Chodesh. Omar Luhu, Achashverosh said to the Tamidei Chachamim, he had them, right? He had them. He's at the party. The Yidin are at the party. So he calls in the Rabbanim and he says, Dayunali, you paskin for me, what do I do with my wife? Omru, Hechi Nabit, Rabbanim said amongst themselves, listen, what should we tell this king? What should we do? Should we say we should, you should kill her? Tomorrow he'll be sober and he's going to have us killed. Okay? Should we say leave her alone? But right now he's stone drunk. He's going to get terribly embarrassed. And it's a disgrace to his kingship. You know what they said? I've been exiled from our land. Let me tell you our your highness 
Nitla Eitzamimenu, we unfortunately don't have clarity to give advice. And we don't know how to, how to judge uh, cases that, are, that, that could potentially end up in a death penalty. Go to Amenemayev, they've never been in Gullus, never been in exile, they live in their original land. Like wine that sits on its sediment. They will have better advice than us. What an important message to take with us in our own life when people ask us to get involved in their machlaikas. Vashti and Achashverosh are going at it. Achashverosh says to the Rabbanon, I need advice. And what do they say? Sorry, we can't. Listen to this beautiful medrash. The medrash says, the king of the jungle, the lion, walks over to a deer. I'm not, I don't know if I'm quoting the medrash mamish exactly, but it goes somewhat like this. Goes over to a deer, and he says, does my breath smell? And the deer says, my dear king, um, I can't lie to you. Your breath smells terrible. And the lion says to the deer, you chutzpah, you talk to the king, of the, the king of the jungle like that, and he bites off the deer's head. Okay, now there's a dead deer. The lion then keeps going, and he walks over to another animal, walks over to a sheep. And he says, how's my breath? And the sheep sees what happens to the deer. He says, my beloved king, fine as roses. Oh, Delicious. Mm, smell it right now, it's mamish amazing. And the lion says, Chutzpah, how dare you lie to the king of the jungle like that? And he bites off the head of the sheep. So the deer's dead for saying he's got bad breath. The sheep's dead for lying and saying he's got good breath. The lion then walks over to a fox. And he says, breathes into his, breathes into his face and he says, how's my breath? And the fox looks at the king and he says, I'm sorry, I have a cold. I can't smell. That's the answer. When somebody wants to get you involved in a machlekes, you know what you say? I have a cold. I'm not getting involved. Sorry, come up with some sort of excuse. Don't get involved. Say, say you have COVID. Say you have whatever you want. Just don't get involved in the machlekes. The Rabbanon say, we're a no-win situation. We're sorry. We're out. The time, but what did they say? Interesting that they say, go to Amin Amayev, because they have Yishuv Adas. It's another message. When you have Adas, you could think things through properly. He said, we're in Gullus. I don't know Yishuv Adas. Go, go speak to them. The time of Amrulek, and what the Rabbanan said to Achashverosh was correct. Amayev has always been relaxed. He's also, uh, he's always sitting on Shemar of his sediment. He doesn't jump from, from vessel to vessel. Never went into Golos. He remains in his place and his smell never vanishes. So what happens? The Rabbana now wiggled out. Miyad immediately. calls his closest advisors. Their names were Karshina, Sheshar, and Masa Sharshish. And as we'll see in the Gemara, um, there's even more advisors that we're about to list. Amar Ablevi. Rebbe says, Pasuk Zeh, this Pasuk, Al Shum Karbonai Snamar, hint to sacrifices that we brought to the Rebbe Karshina, what's the name Karshina? Amru Malachi Ashar Slifnei Baruch Hu, 
Did the Goyim ever bring you a year old sheep? The way Kalai Yisrael did? Hear this? Kalai Yisrael is about to be in a lot of tsars, depending on this advice and what's going to happen. So the Malachim said to the Hashem, we know you're upset at Kalai Yisrael. However, as my Bobby Perry used to say, say what you want about the Jewish people, we're still the best Hashem has. The Malachim say to the Rabbani Shleil, show me one other nation that consistently brings a year old sheep to worship in your, in your service. Shesar, what's Shesar? Did any of the nation bring you two doves? Admasa, Klum, Bolu, Fenacha, Mizbeach, Adama, an earthen altar. Tarshish, Klum, Tush, Lacha, Big Day Kahuna. Anybody else serve you with Big Day Kahuna? Dixiv, Behu, Tarshish, Rishayim, Yoshve, Meres. What's Meres? What's this advisor? What does that hint to? Klum, Mersa, Bidam, Lefanacha. Did any other nation ever mix blood in front of you in your service? Marsuna, what does the name Marsuna teach us? Klum, Mersu, Bimenachas, Lefanacha. Did they ever mix up the Mincha offering in front of you? Memuchan, Prepared, did they ever set up the table in front of you? There's going to be a, it, we're entering a time of tremendous difficulty for the Yidden now that they came to the party. But remember, there's still, Klau Yisrael is still the best you have. We learned that is Haman. Why is Haman given the name, the nickname of Memuchan? Because he was prepared for his downfall. He thinks he's rising up. Right? He's a Pashat advisor. And he thinks he's rising up, but really he's going up to his downfall. Because the higher he gets, and ultimately he's going to reach his pinnacle, boom, he's up on a tree. Amr of Kahana, Mikansha, He was the lowest one, but he tried jumping ahead and becoming, he, he answered first. Lihiyais, which, which is against Derek Heretz. It's against proper midas, covered Shabbos. The guys call this Every man, so so they advised Achshvir sent the message that each man should be the ruler of his house. Amar Rav, Rav says, "Amali Igrei Sari Shainais by Nishtayim Yishanim Shay Yisrael started to pull it. If not for the first uh, letters, there, there wouldn't be a a survivor of Kalal Yisrael. Why? Because these what were the first letters Achshvir sent out? Amri. They said, "My high the Shadlei Liyas call this Sari Beso." Achshvir is sending us a letter. That the man should be the head of the household? That's ridiculous. Pshita, what are you doing? What, what, type of, what, what type of amendment to the Constitution is that? Even somebody with the lowest job is a leader in his own house. And therefore, when Achashira started sending out these ridiculous uh, orders, by the time he sent out the order to kill the Jews, people weren't even paying attention anymore. And if, if it would have been the first thing he sent out, oh, the Goyim would have gotten on the horses pretty fast to go kill us. But this was part of like HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kindness. You know, to, the order's going to come out, but at a point where people don't read anymore. Nowadays, uh, I was taught this recently when we had the Cause Match campaign a few, a few weeks ago. So we were creating the campaign. So the people from Cause Match, they told me there's something nowadays called, you know, there's like OMG, right? OMG means, oh my gosh, right? So there's something now people text, uh, which is TLDR, 
What's TLDR? TLDR stands for too long, didn't read. You ever send like a long email to somebody or a text message and they respond TLDR, they're like, I'm so, people don't know how to read nowadays. You send a message that's like three paragraphs long, people just skim it over and they want to go to like the last sentence. No, what's your point? Right? You don't want to write anything that's too long because too long, didn't read, next email, there's so much uh, information that's, uh, that's being sent around now. And it's mamish like this, TLDR. People aren't reading it anymore. By the time Akashvere sent out the decree for the Jews, people weren't reading his stuff. They're like, okay, done. Like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have time for this. Yeah? And the king appointed officers Even a unclothed person with das is, um, and a fool is spread out with Ivelas, with his foolishness. What is this talking about? Very uh, cryptic pasuk. Says the Gemara, kol arum yasabadas, every arum yasabadas, worked for knowledge, that said David. Why is it referring to David? David's servant said to him, he said, listen, they, David Amalek, he was punished, he wasn't able to keep warm, and they brought him a young besula in order to keep his body, uh, his body warm. Okay. So what happened by David Melech? Everybody, Mamish wanted their daughters to be with David. to have a to be together with such a tzaddik. Yeah, but the fool is spread with his foolishness. Yeah, wanted all the young ladies to come marry him after Bashti is killed. And guess what? Everybody did. They hid their daughters. They said, no, thank you. We don't need our daughters marrying you. He had to go appoint officers. Everybody was hiding their daughters. He had to go appoint special police officers to go pull the daughters out of the basements. That's the, the difference between David and Nachashverish. Okay. There was a man in Shushan Abirai. We know as Mordechai from Benjamin. What is the Pasuk uh, teaching me? If it's coming to teach me Mordechai's yichus, if it's just coming to teach me his his yichus, so So why don't we? Why, why are we saying ishimini? We should just keep going all the way back, mamish till binyamin elamishna hani. So why are we saying ishudav Mordechai ben Yar ben Shimi ben Kish, and then we go to Yamini? Why are we listing these three names in particular? Tanakul and al nikru. It's because. Really, um, these names were all part of who Mordechai was. Ben Yair, why is Mordechai called Ben Yair? Ben Shehere name Sheshobatilasa. He lit up the eyes of Klal Yisrael through his davening. Right, his tefillahs helped bring a Yeshua for Klal Yisrael. Ben Shimi, Ben Sheshama, Ben Sheshama Al Kel Tefillasa. He was the son of Shimi because he was a child who Hakadosh Baruch Hu listened to his request. Ben Kish, Shikish Shari Rachmim. Because he knocked on the gates of mercy, the niftahulai, and it was opened for him. So that's why we're, we're giving the list of these three names. Kari le Yehudi. Says the Gemara, we have a problem though. Because Mordechai is called Yehudi. Alma uh, Yehuda Kasi. Which seems to imply he comes from Shevet Yehuda. Vikari le Ishimini. We call him Yemini. Alma Biminyamin Kasi. You see he comes from Shevet Binyamin. Which one is it? Amar of Nachman. Rav Nachman says, Mordechai, Mukhtar, uh, uh, Mordechai 
Mukhtar was crowned, Kesar was crowned, Bini Musa Yahave, with many titles. Okay? He was crowned with many titles. Meaning, when we call him from Yehuda and Binyamin, it's because everybody wanted to say, oh, he's part of my Mishpucha. Yeah? Omar Rabba Babrachana, Omar Vishua bin Levi, Aviv Biminyamin, Vivaim Yehuda. His father was from Sheva Binyamin, his mother was from Sheva Yehuda. All right, now we know Shvatim works through the father. Okay? However, Amri, however, Sheva Yehuda also wanted to like lay claim. No, he's from our, he's from our Mishpucha too. For Amri, Mishpucha is Mizgare Zubazu. Rabbanan say that the families would, you know, go at each other. It's our genes that brought Mordechai. They're like Katli David Shemengera, because David from Yehuda didn't kill Shemengera. Oh, and he's Mordechai's ancestors, and Mordechai's here. Ah, it's ours, Chus. Everybody's fighting over, yeah, who's, who's got a bigger chalik in Mordechai? Rabbah says that Knesset Yisrael. Some of them said the opposite. And this is such a powerful message for us. You know what some Yidin were saying? Re'u meh, see this person. Asili Yehudi. Look what he's doing. Umi shilem liyamini. And what Binyamin paid me. What does that mean? Ma asili Yehudi. What did the Yehudi do for me? Top of tomorrow's daf. To like katle David l'shimi. Because David didn't kill Shimi. We don't like Mordechai. You imagine? Even Mordechai had Yidin who didn't like him. Eh, he's not from our family. He sh- we should have killed, uh, uh, we- killed Shimi. Because it's Mordechai's fault that there's a decree because he doesn't bow down to Haman. He should be bowing down. Why is he being such a kanoi? Umi shom le'yamini. And what Benyamin paid for me to like katle shol agag. Shol didn't kill agag. Disamine Haman demon style Yisrael. Because Haman came from Agag, and now he's creating Tsar to Klaus. So that's another answer to explain why we say um, uh, Ishimini, and also we're calling him a Yehudi. And Bezim tomorrow will continue on um, with, with uh, other Pshatim of what's Pshat with, Ish, uh, with Ishimini or Yehudi, how, how exactly to answer up what seems to be a contradiction. We'll hold it here for today and pick up a Matzi Shabbos from Rabbi Echinon Amar. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody. We'll learn at 6.30 p.m. Central. Be'ezras Hashem.